Lords, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your announcer, Housewives favourite, Derek Morgan, and welcome to the multi-award winning Daft Cast! Starring in order of facial hair, Anna the Spanner Pearson, Rubby Woodby student Joe Hopkins, and the man who's richer than MC Hammer, better looking than Bill Gates, and funnier than Adolf Hitler, Andy Jones! Derek Morgan and welcome to another podcast episode. Duh. I'm Andy Jones. Hello, Anna the Spanner Pearson. Hiya. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Are you doing well? I'm a little bit, a little bit um, tired, and I've got a chill. You've got a chill. Yeah, I caught is... a chill last night. Oh, you caught it. I thought you said I got a chill, as in I've got to kind of chill out, boy. <laughs> I thought that's what you sort of. Yeah, meant. and that. But... Okay. Uh, and never mind, Anna. And uh, Joe Hopkins is here as well. Hello, Joe. Hello. How are you today? Cold, actually. You're cold. You were cold yesterday. See, we record the Darthcast in the world's coldest radio studio. It keeps you sort of on your toes. And it is absolutely freezing. Go and get a coat, like me, Joe. But yours, listen. I know it's noisy. It's rustly. Well, Anna, we, could, we, could, we could actually I'm call you Russell. I'm not going to go cold, though, am I? Russell. We'll call you Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Russell the Spanner Pearson. That's a boy's name. She looks a bit blokish, though, yeah, don't that's you it, think? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Boyish good I have to make issue as well with the in order of facial hair. Oh, really? That Derek Morgan announces? I've got the least facial hair. In fact, I don't have any. Derek Morgan, <laughs> does Anna Pearson have the least facial hair? No. There oh, you go, Derek. shut up, Derek. That's it. Dirk, Dirk has spoken now, Span. There's nothing you can do about that, I'm afraid. Anyway, this is the Darfcast. And uh, thank you very much to... Uh, we've had some success in on the Darfcast. Wow. Really? Lot, I'm actually surprised by that. I know. <laughs> Considering how god-awful it is, it's, it's quite surprising. What it is, is basically um, there's a station called uh, KU Radio. In San Francisco. KU Radio, San Francisco. AM. You can just imagine going Exactly, it's going to be beautiful. And uh, hello to everybody who's listening to us in San Francisco, by the hello, way. Hello, San Francisco. Because, because of, uh, from what I gather, you can now pick up this this uh, this show in San Francisco. We're actually broadcasting into Frisco. So hello, everybody down there. Do you know what I love in San Francisco? I love I love the street that's the crookedest street what? in San I don't Francisco. Know the crookedest street. It, it's just really windy. So very narrow. My only experience of San Francisco, I've never actually been there in real life, but I've played it so many times in computer games. You know, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto and Driver, and there's a game called Cisco Heat. Oh, really? Back in the early 90s on the Amstrad CPC computer. <laughs> and it was really well. You just held down the up arrow and you just drove forward, and that was pretty much the whole game. You are such a student, Joe Hopkins. You really are. Uh, yes, I think I do remember some of those games. Anyway, so hello to everybody in Frisco, Dirty Harry Country. Have you ever been to San Francisco, Span? I haven't, unfortunately, no. I heard you were put into The Rock one day. The Rock? Yeah, it's What's The Rock? Oh, God. <laughs> what? What is You've The You've never rock? heard of The Rock? Uh, is he a wrestler? <laughs> That's the only rock I know. Or the Rock of Gibraltar. The Rock is the is the name for Alcatraz. Oh, Alcatraz. I do know what that what is. is it? It's a prison. It's a prison on an island. We're getting somewhere now, I think. I said, no, it's called The Rock. You didn't know it was called I've The Rock? I've not seen the film no. The Rock. No. With, with Sean Connery and Nicholas no. Cage. No, is it a 15 or an 18? Uh, if it is, I probably wasn't allowed it's, to it's, watch it. It's rated R in the States, but yeah, it's a 15 over here. Yeah. Right. No, it's a bit above me. <laughs> Everything's a bit above you. You're yeah. about three no! foot tall. <laughs> you're actually slightly worried. Uh, we have had a couple of emails actually in asking whether or not you're a dwarf. Really? Some people have seriously oh, said... No. No, dwarf isn't quite right. It's Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. No, Get it right. I'm Orange five face, foot, green hair. Even yeah. five foot two or five foot three. Oh, so really? that's not exactly... I'm not a real dwarf. I'm not a midget, <laughs> am I? Just at the weekend, you know, I wasn't really born with short legs and things. 
and not there's, to there's make a difference between dwarves and midgets, isn't Well, yeah, there? there is. I don't know what dwarves the difference have is, but all I'm not their, either. Dwarves yeah. have all their limbs in proportion to their height, whereas right. midgets, I think, have got, like, normal-sized arms that just very, very short legs. Oh, OK. Like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do have quite short legs, but not to that extent. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think parts of Spanner are disproportionately small. Like a brain? <laughs> what? Like, like her legs, for example. And her brain. Yeah, and her brain. <laughs> and a little peanut melon head. <laughs> I do have quite a small head. Whenever I have my picture taken next to my friends, they've all got yeah. like, they'll be like four big heads and then one little one on the end. You see, you say big, but actually what you mean is you've got four normal four heads. Four normal heads, and then, and then my small one. And then little, little spanner melon head. I'm, I'm, I'm going to think that, you know, Spanner's actually a cartoon character for some reason. I think she is more like a cartoon character. And we've had a lot of people fascinated with Anna Pearson. After the, the words Aww. of wisdom and stuff that we had last time, we've got, a, got an, e- an email from, him from uh, Darren in Bristol. Hello, Darren, who uh, wants to know, mostly this is directed to Anna, but I think we can answer this as well. Um, Anna, the theoretical question, what body parts mm. on your very tiny body, what body parts do you think you could live without? Um, what do you reckon you could sort of like... I'm pretty sure you could live without your little toe. Okay, yeah, that's quite, quite sensible. <laughs> so I know what I um, wish Anna could live without, and that's oh, her mouth. Oh, oh, God. If it was just sewn up I and she was like... I live for a second without my mouth. Well, yeah, you couldn't breathe. Well, so you could breathe through your nose. Yeah, but, possibly. I don't know, I get eat. blocked nose quite a lot oh, and God. hay fever well, you, and things. Die, yeah. So, yeah, I probably would die. I, couldn't, I wouldn't like to do without anything on my face. Really? No, not my eyes, nose, mouth, ears. Shoulders, knees and Maybe toes. Maybe one ear Knees and go. toes and eyes <laughs> and ears. I think um, I would like to see your mouth sewn up. No, because almost I'm, I'm not. I don't mean How it. In, harsh. I don't mean it in a nasty way because you know you can get a separate respirator just to help you with breathing problems. Oh, thanks. What about eating? You can, you, can, join life? you can put. You can put like a. You get yourself attached to a tube. Yeah, get a drip. Get a drip. That's not as fun. That's not That'd be fun. horrible. Well, to be honest, I think by the time you've got no mouth, that's the last thing you're talking about. Fun, really. <laughs> It's no fun without a mouth. Anna Pearson, yeah. 2006. It's probably your most important thing, actually, your mouth. <laughs> what, about, what about, you know, your heart or your brain? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. OK, heart, no, right, brain is <laughs> love, number one. I love how she pointed to her head when she said heart. I know. Right. I think her brain's in her feet, though, don't you? <laughs> right. And her mouth's on her backside. Brain's most out of it. important. Brain's most important. Heart. Then mouth. <laughs> I, I, again, we're delving into head, shoulders, knees and toes. Nursery rhyme comes to here. Anna the doctor lungs now. Lungs are important. So you, you, think, you think your mouth is more important than your lungs? Um, I think actually lungs are more important. <laughs> so on the scale of you know, importance, it's mouth going is going down. down, the down. Ladder, but um, tummy's important. Well, we're getting into the real high kind of medical stuff now, aren't we? Dr Hillary, who's on GMTV (laughs) on ITV in the mornings, better watch his back. I've got a feeling that Anna Pearson could be the new doctor on the telly. I think after all that that stuff, then it's your mouth. Uh, Or your eyes. Your eyes and mouth, (laughs) Joy. Nose isn't very important. Legs or arms? Well, you can you can manage without them. There's so many people do, don't they? Well, people you would know, work without, with, mouth, without legs. If I, I can imagine Anna actually a bit like oh, ET great. having but having having no legs but just having feet. So she's got a body and then feet, and she sort of waddles along. Can you she waddles along anyway. It's exactly. pretty much the same thing. It wouldn't look much different, and she wouldn't be that much smaller either, yes. if you think about yes. it, with only sort of two-inch legs. Uh, anyway, that was a, that was quite a good one. But Spanner, you'll you'll still have like your opposable thumbs and stuff like that. Do you think that's because a lot of um, people say that's what makes us human and what is part of our evolution? The fact we have these opposable thumbs. Opposable thumbs. Yes. Yeah, yeah they opposition, like in thumb wars. Yeah, you, do you know when we do we do like a thumb war? We hold yeah. hand, go one, two, three, four. Yeah. I declare a thumb war. Opposition. Yeah. Right. 
Post what was that again? <laughs> that makes humans. Short-term memory problem here, I think, as well. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Anna's gone to that full process of evolution yet. I think she's sort of, <laughs> she hasn't, she's still like a four-year-old, isn't she? I think. <laughs> no, you could. I I don't know. I think you could live without thumbs. I, really? Yeah. <laughs> How would you like? Do you, do you reckon you could sort of do stuff like uh, you know, sort of hold glasses and cups and stuff like that? Though. Um, let me try. Oh God! And yeah, not, yeah. don't use that one. Right. It's got water in it, no. please. Look. At least drink the water if I first. If you use both hands, but no thumbs, all you do is pick up with the f- four fingers on each side. Yeah. Drink it up like oh, like this. <laughs> there you go. So yes. To be honest, I think Anna actually <laughs> drinking without spilling water deserves a round of applause. I think, yeah, because usually the thing is, actually, she's right because usually when Anna has thumbs, she's knocking stuff over and making them all the time. She (laughs) normally she's more careful. Normally she's all fingers and thumbs, but now she's just all fingers. Now she's just all fingers, (laughs) so she's half the damage. Exactly. I think that's great. Well, thank you for your medical knowledge, Anna. I think Anna should actually replace these sort of TV, well-shaved, tanned, usually chisel-jawed TV celebrity doctors. (laughs) I think Anna should replace them. Or she can. I think you've got a problem with your tummy. Or go on those those shopping channels where you'd have to try and sell medical. Equipment like um, I've seen these things where oh, it's yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know what they're called like the pain anti-pain things yeah, yeah, yeah for lack of a better phrase and you just attach these little things to you and it just stops the pain oh they give like electro that's right yeah and... uh, she could say one of those yeah. oh, I'll stop your pain be right yeah stop your pain how, how, how would you don't s- talk like that <laughs> look at you over over <laughs> does over posh the, the whole Queen's English thing is a bit too far <laughs> she's doing that just to impress the people of San Francisco <laughs> who really don't care about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who've already formed an opinion. They're a very tolerant society in San Francisco, but they've already Aww. formed an opinion of spam, and it ain't a positive one. I think, how, would you, how would you sell on one of those shopping fair. channels? How would you sell something medical like a respirator spam? Um, what would you, how would you sell it? They sell respirators right. in shopping channels? I was going to say, well, maybe. Who's gonna buy you can get home okay, ones. Okay, if, if, you know, if you're not feeling very well and you're having trouble breathing, you really need to come and buy this fantastic respirator. It's top of the range. It's very cheap. It's on offer today. If you ring me in the next five minutes, you'll get 50% off. <laughs> <laughs> I can see, see how many hours I spent watching these channels. I, I, I can see the British Health Service actually buying stuff off there on the cheap, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it cost them £6 billion to run the, uh, the National Health Service in the UK. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They could wow. halve that by buying it off QVC. Yeah, the, the Spanner <laughs> Home Shopping Network. <laughs> But I was watching a shopping channel yesterday afternoon, and there's some, no, it was this morning actually, before I came into the studio, and yeah, yeah. Um, they were trying to sell this juicer. Oh, and yeah. I, I tried to think what it tasted like. They were putting in carrots, cucumbers, and broccoli. Oh, whole. Man, that's, oh, so not only no. would it have been tasting whole, but it would have been really lumpy as well. So not just the broccoli, sort of the florets, the no, actual no, no, the that full... was the whole oh, thing. So you can just shove it all Does in. It make it into juice? It's, well, it's supposed to. I mean, I've got a juicer at home myself, and it, sometimes it's like a bit lumpy. I don't like vegetable juice. See, that, to me, it's broccoli juice sounds a bit wrong. Cucumber yeah. juice. <laughs> Cucumber juice. Broccoli's really good for you, though. See, I've got, some broccoli, my, in, I've got some broccoli in my fridge at home, so I could juice it, but it is kind of yellowy-brown. Oh, Joff. How long has it been in that your fridge? It's been about, there, about a week and a bit. <laughs> It cost, oh, cost me 31 you pence. check it out, Joel. Yeah, I, I said broccoli was good for you, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now a trial of strength and agility. Here we go, Joel. Only one man is strong enough to rise to the challenge. It's time for you all to witness the power of Joff. Oh, yes. Here we go again. Oh. So then, Joff, how strong are you feeling today? Pretty strong. I'm I'm really impressed. In the last Darfcast, if you did miss it, you can still download the, the, the previous Darfcast from the archives at darfcast.com. And actually, you took on the media. Yeah. 
in the previous episode. The print media, we should say. The printed media, rather than the media in general. So yeah. you, you destroyed a load of national tabloids with mm. your bare hands. How about you, Spanner? Were you impressed by Joff? I was very impressed. Yeah? Yes. Evidently. I didn't realise Joff was so strong. I thought he was the strength of <laughs> ten men. I was very, very impressed. Absolutely. Today, it, today we're not having you taking on anybody. Okay. Except for yourself. This it's is Joff versus Joff. It's Joff on Joff. <laughs> red hot Joff on Joff action. <laughs> It's incredible stuff. Basically, what we want to see, Joff, is I've got a little stopwatch with me. I want to see if you can do ten press-ups in a minute. <laughs> yeah. His face. I reckon. I reckon. What do you reckon? Let's put. Take your headphones off, Joff, and get oh, down he's there. Looking wait, wait, over there. Do you want me to? Yeah, to go, go down there, Joff, and then and then I'll uh, I, I can see you a little bit better. So it's mostly for my benefit rather we want than everybody listening. Full press-ups. Not full. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. I haven't started the stopwatch yet. Okay, so get down and let me know when you're ready, and we'll do a countdown. First. Joff needs to do a bit of stretching <laughs> first. Let him let him sort of psych himself up. What are you stretching your legs for? A bit. <laughs> that is actually it's a very good point. Power, isn't it? Yeah. And legs. Is it? Leg power. How is leg power? Slightly. Well, I suppose you sort of use your bum a I little bit. I wouldn't know. Don't I don't think I've ever done a press up in oh, my look, Joff, life. Joff's doing like his Tai Chi now. Look What's at this. That? He's like saluting the dragon and all it's this. Sort of <laughs> It's fantastic. Look, here we go. Oh, he's spitting on his hands now, and he's getting himself Come down on, there. Right, here we go, Joff. Okay, so in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go, you've got 60 Get seconds, Joff. And there's one, one, and there's two, and there's three. He's like an animal. Look at him go. And that's four, is it, Spam? It's the shape of his back, though. <laughs> Five. It's, it's Seven. Oh, his face is going red. Eight. Eight. Oh, my goodness. Nine. Nine. Here he goes for the ten. Ten. Oh, Joff. That was fantastic. You did that, Joff, in 22 seconds. 22 seconds? Do you know what? I thought that was going to be a minute. And I thought Joff was going to lie down and we were going to count down and go five, four, three, two, one. And then go. And then go. Have you started yet, Joff? And he'd be on the floor going, yeah, I've started. <laughs> well done, Joff Hopkins. Do not under- underestimate the power of Joff. Don't ever underestimate the power of Joff. Will the power of Joff be back next week, Derek Morgan? Yes. I'm looking forward to that then. Thank you very much, mate. This is, uh, of course, the Daftcast at Daftcast.com. And that was the power of Joff. Another round of applause for Joff Hopkins. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done, Joff. Good man. You're listening to the Daftcast online at Daftcast.com. Well, I guess it's sort of about that kind of time again where I, I, I usually, um, about this time, sort of will tell you about a great social invention. We were talking before, and Anna was quite worried in the last show about woolly mammoths. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the, the quote that's... That was this, horrible. The quote that's been sort of written back to me again always is um, Anna looking very, very shocked. <laughs> and some people have written in saying that this was the funniest thing they heard on the podcast, the shouting in a very distressed way. They're going to stick it in an elephant and make it have a mammoth. <laughs> Actually, I was, reading, awful. I was reading the week actually. Mm. Uh, scientists have managed to get some DNA and some genes and stuff yeah. uh, from you know some fossils and mammals and things. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't actually used to be red. Oh, really? Because we always they do might, them red. They reckon they were either black or blonde. I, I, see, I, I can't imagine that a blonde anyway. mammoth. <laughs> I always thought they were grey. Blonde mammoth. <laughs> this is stupid. It's not <laughs> like a giant lion. Exactly. <laughs> with a, with a trunk. Yes. And then tusks. Yeah. I can't believe. <laughs> so not much like a lion at all, really. They, is they it? must be red, though. I've I've seen mechanical ones in Power, Disneyland. Apparently not. 
That's no. blank or blonde. That's bit not... of a contrast between the two, admittedly. That's not on. That is not on as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, my ne- my next social invention this time round mm-hmm. is um is is a glorious one, I think, and it's again it's practical. Unlike all these people, you know, sending. I mean, yet again, uh, we were hearing about sort of recently that they've sent another sort of rocket up to space. NASA have done another successful shuttle launch mm. and all this sort of stuff, and I just can't help thinking why. I mean, what good is it to anybody? I mean, you know, what are we really achieving by that? Well, just watching watch the telly, I suppose. It, it was quite fun watching that one on the telly, yeah. I must admit. A, if a little bit scary. Do you know they were going like four, 14,000 miles an hour or something stupid? I, I was it? amazed that you get pictures <laughs> from eight miles above the planet's surface from space being yeah. straight back. It was incredible. In good quality as well. I know. Better quality than BBC One over here I in think the UK. They, I think, do you know when they sort of like, they go a bit further into space and they test these things and they mm. put monkeys on, on, on ships and stuff like to see if they can Can they still handle do that? It. I, think, I, think, I think they're still allowed to, just really? to see if they, just to see if they can handle it. You know, just see if, because if a monkey can handle it, the why, Bible will be... They can't go on the moon, though, can why, they? why can't we just send <laughs> a monkey on the moon? They blow up. Yeah, can you imagine for ape kind. I know. <laughs> Why don't they just put unwanted celebrities on these missions instead of monkeys? Save yeah. the monkeys, endangered species, unwanted celebrities, loads of them. There's like by the bucket load. Oh, tell me about it. You could put hundreds of people up there. British TV presenter Keith Chegwin, for example. Oh, Keith Cheggers. You know, oh, any politician. Nerves. Yeah. We've got loads of politicians in the UK. Exactly, we've got more politicians than we need, surely. You We're think only, so? It's sort of like a little island, really, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, proportionally speaking, we have a little bit more than we need. We can tell a few up in space. Yeah, sure, spare a few. And if a couple of them don't come back, well, this just happens sometimes. It'd be great <laughs> PR for them. Exactly. Great PR. And you see, that would be more practical and more socially beneficial, just like my invention. My, my invention this time is really, really good. Now, the thing is, I want to explain this invention a little bit yeah. before I go into it. Now, do you know how... Um, Sort of like you go on like the office party. No, you don't go to the office party. No, why not? You, you, you guys are rubbish at parties. What? <laughs> I was have a good time. You. The last time the Darth Cast had an office party, yeah. it was you two and a can of coke. <laughs> it was rubbish. Oh come on, Joe. We did have party poppers. Two. Two. I yeah. couldn't have one. Oh yeah, sorry about that. And Spanner put them both in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And then they popped off. Yeah, don't try that at home, kids. But yes, Banner did hurt herself a little bit. But no, when when we go when you go to a party and stuff like that, I Mm. think I think it's always the beneficial thing. I think you've proved the right thing. You don't like the parties because you didn't get to join in. Mm. Me and Spanner didn't let you join in with our with our reindeer games at the Christmas party. I know, poor Joff. Uh, who cares? Though? Went to another time. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, though, I, I hate it when, when, when someone feels left out at an office party. And the thing is, one thing that's happening more and more at parties is karaoke. Yeah. That's, that's, I love I mean, karaoke, oh, though. As you proved, I yes. love it. Oh, jeez. You just... It's the only thing I like. It's, yeah, but well, have you noticed how like, the more enthusiastic the woman is about karaoke, the less good she is about it? Oh! I mean... That's that, not very that fair. That does apply to Anna Pierce. That Last time I did karaoke, I got a standing ovation, and a lot of people oh, yeah. said I was very good, actually. We were humouring you. Yeah, that, it was... It There's was... only three of us there anyway, and you were clapping yourself. It doesn't <laughs> actually count. And did you did not understand the idea of an ironic clasp, man? Did you not sort of, like, get that that much? I just thought you were clapping slowly. No, no. <laughs> you were just a bit thick. Clapping. Were we, were we clapping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're demented or something. The fact that we were clapping slowly and saying off, off, off. <laughs> to Anna, that translated to a standing ovation. I love how her mind works. It's wonderful. Ignorance is bliss. But no, the thing is, right, you go to the Christmas party, and at least everybody usually has a go. Even the shy ones have a go at karaoke. And I think that's quite nice. Everybody, what was the last karaoke song you did, John? I did um, National Express via the Divine Comedy. Oh, oh that's yeah, a good choice. Did. I On remember the that, National job. Express. He's that's got quite, quite a good singing voice, actually, hasn't yeah. he, Joff? I thought it was a really good version. Uh, we'll get you to sing one day now. That's, that'll, that'll be a power of Joff one day, actually. Let me, quickly, <laughs> let me make a note of that. Joff, 
sings. Good, right, got that. Uh, no, the thing is, <laughs> I, I, my my invention is right <clears throat> now. The, one of the best, most fascinating Christmas parties, I think, has to be um, at uh, CERN. You know, C E R N CERN. It's the place in Switzerland. It's the scientist place, well, isn't it? Just the greatest minds. I've read, ever. I've read about yes. it once in a book. Yeah, M- M- Marie von Savard is there. Supposedly the most intellectual woman in the world. Stephen Hawking spends time. There. All these people do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking, when it comes to their office party, they're all up there. Having a go, right? <laughs> Enjoying themselves. Joff, I think Joff knows where I'm going with this already uh, because of one of the names I've mentioned, right? And they're all <laughs> having a bit of a song and a dance, Is right? It's Stephen Hawking. Poor little Stephen Hawking. <laughs> sitting Aww. in the corner. The guy can't sing, can he? He can't. He's got his computer, I suppose. What's he might not... be able to sing through his computer. This is my invention. We oh, need to okay. have one of those systems that allows him to sing. Because otherwise, you know, he gets up there oh, and it's like, yeah. Y-M-C-A, it's fun <laughs> to stay at the Y-M-C-A. And that, <laughs> nobody wants to hear that. And yeah. the thing is, you feel sorry for the guy, you know, bless him. You've got to humour him and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I think, how about a system that allows him to sing? And he can, he can even be better than anybody else because he can have, like, say, Mariah Carey moments, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? But it's not fair on everyone else, though, because everyone else has to rely on their own voice. And he could just have a really good voice I coming out maybe, of his I think maybe maybe we should allow thing. you to use it to stop you actually singing yourself. No, perhaps. I don't yeah. need it. But do you know what I mean, though. <laughs> he could have a good voice in in his thing, and it would it would sound a lot better than everybody else. He's one of the greatest minds of the 20th century, though. Don't you think that he Maybe should he be allowed? It, yeah. Great mind doesn't mean great singing voice, though. That's true. Well, it's certainly true of Stephen <laughs> Hawking, isn't it? It does mean this, does mean for me, of course. Great really? mind, great singing voice. Oh, really? You, yeah. you you have both, do you? I have both, yeah. You have both. Go on, sing us a line from National Express. Um, let's <laughs> take the National Express when your life... Fit. You can't! Look how out of tune we are. Look at the white boys trying to click along to this song, getting it completely wrong. Everybody sing... Fantastic. Well done, Joe. Fantastic stuff. OK, this is the Daftcast online at daftcast.com. But, hey, why am I telling you that when we've got Derek Morgan? More stimulating than watching sumo wrestlers bungee jump into a vat of custard, you're listening to the Daftcast at daftcast.com So you reckon I could market a machine that lets Stephen Hawking and people like him sing? I think there's not really a huge... It's, just, it's a social invention. Yeah. It's only going to help basically one or two people. In yeah, the world. how many people are like that in the world? I reckon... And who can afford it? And, and, and who actually go to karaoke parties Exactly. As well. Only one. See, I, just I him. I, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that invention on the basis. It's very... Very exclusive. The exclusive Aww. market. But I reckon Stephen Hawkins is loaded. He could pay a bit of whack for one, don't you reckon? Yes, but it's still not going to affect many people. On the plus side, though, the invention gives all the people who are like that the opportunity to sing. But there's only about four of them in the world. Before. Yeah, I know, but does that if, mean they don't... Just because there's four of them, does that mean they don't deserve to sing? If there's four or five of them, though, they can be a band like Stephen Hawkins <laughs> yeah, and the Supremes. Exactly. That'd just be beautiful. <laughs> it's time for Spanner News. Oh, here we go already. My goodness, doesn't time fly when you're talking complete and utter <laughs> drivel? What have you got for us in the news right, today, man? Actually, we're staying on the theme of science. Oh, really? Why is it science today? Uh, it's, it's been that like, kind of highbrow. Yeah. Stephen Hawking. And now Anna Pearson. I think this is wonderful stuff. I like how highbrow the show's going now. This is good. <laughs> right. German scientists have created the world's smallest football pitch using nanotechnology. <laughs> so, but do you know what nano means? I do. I'm very into nanotechnology at the moment, actually, Joff. Oh, really? What does nanotechnology mean, then? It's 
all things that's very, it, very bright and very beautiful. Tiny. <laughs> very tiny. Just like you. So spanner. you make exactly. I might be a nano. <laughs> nano span. <laughs> so you make yeah. something real tiny. Like you can make nano cameras and nano whatevers. And <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an extensive range you've rattled off there, man. I, let me and just go back and, and, and work out how many like that is. the FBI or whatever, or the MI5 would use a nano camera to spy on people. Like, it'll fly into a room and film everybody, and you can't see it. Like, um, espionage. You're <laughs> using these long words, Ben. I don't like it. The thing is, don't you love that kind of, like, that uncertainty in a voice? She's using these big words but doesn't really know what they mean that much. Actually, I've just heard them in films. Oh, really? Right, shall I carry on? Yes, please do. So, a nano, <laughs> how, how big is this? Uh, this uh, nano, nanotechnology football pitch. Yeah. Right, physicists from Kaiserslautern University have created the 500 by 380 nanometers field. Yeah. Um, it's got all the details and markings of a real football pitch. So, I don't know exactly how big that is, but apparently... You can fit 20,000 of them on one single human hair. So that's how tiny the nano pitch is. The thing, okay, right, now, hang on. Okay, <laughs> so you've given, us, you've given us the sort of the, the, the where they've done it and, and mm-hmm. sort of how they've done it and, and sort of stuff like that, how big it is. But what, why have they done it? I've why? absolutely What's it for? Who's no going to play on it? Well, no, maybe Anna, nano probably people. Is really, probably Perhaps they're going to invent nano footballers. <laughs> This is the way the world's going to go. There's going to be a parallel universe on a nano world that we can't see one day. There'll and be nano people playing on nano football pitches lodged in your hair. <laughs> you 20,000 matches going at the same time. That's yeah, one big World Cup. Exactly. It's better than the World Cup. There you go. <laughs> but I don't actually know why they would do it. The thing is, we'd have to have really, really small TV screens to watch it. Nano exactly. TV. Yeah. Oh, look, Anna's got Projectors, it all worked out by the sounds of it. Nano TV projected into big, because like, like I was talking about nano cameras, you don't watch yeah. it in nano, you transfer transfer it from nano to normal. Or How do you know? On your iPod nano. How do I know? Yeah. Because that's what happens in films. Oh, God. So hang on a minute, do you really believe everything that happens in films? Not every single thing. Have you seen The thing. X-Files, for example? Yeah. Uh, yes. Aliens and things? Well, that's believe- a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> but, but yet, you know, things you know, being projected on nano-TVs, that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly, that's yeah. all right. That's, that's, what, the film. that's what, otherwise, why have nanotechnology? So hang on a second, but no, more to the point, aliens are silly in your mind, but inventing little nano-football players <laughs> to play on little nano-football pitch well, is fine, that's okay. That's why they made a, a nano-football pitch. Otherwise, is it for, like, ants to use? <laughs> but they'll be too big. Because nano is smaller than an ant. Oh, <laughs> today, children, Even we today. learned that nano is smaller than an ant. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, it has to be those microscopic bugs that you can't see, like bacteria. Bacteria playing on a football pitch? Yeah, bacteria. How would you get the little shirts on them to know which side they're playing? Yeah. I don't know. Who'd be in goal? It would just be a case of which bacteria was stronger, so certain bacteria would kill another one, and then that's the winner. <laughs> I'm sure killing didn't they, come I under don't the think FIFA they'd regulation rules. They'd be able to learn yeah. the rules of football, to be honest. So you think they'd just kill everything? <laughs> be done with it. Kill everything. So again, football pitch is kind of redundant. <laughs> that would make football more entertaining game, I think, if more people just, you know. Just killed each other. If it was just a bit of Have a free for Have you ever seen all. Australian rules football? Aussie rules. Aussie, Aussie rules. No, I, I haven't, but it does now, look a bit rough. When mm. I was at school, uh, I had a religious education teacher called Mr. F- Mr. Foley. No, yeah, Mr. Foley. It was Mr. Foyle, Mr. Foley. <laughs> I know. And yeah. um, he took us for a term in, uh, in religious studies, yeah. and he didn't teach us anything. He just showed us videos of Aussie rules football. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> That's what, what he did. So what did you learn? Nothing. 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 <laughs> Beautiful. Aussie rules football, just go along and kick somebody. 
That's the rule. Right. I get the ball. Yeah. I, I thought you'd, you'd be all right, that's man. You run under everybody's yeah. legs and get to the I'd end be zone. Good at that. You'd I'm be quite, quite hard. We're not, we're not getting into how hard you are. We're not getting into that sort of debate yet again, I'm afraid. What are the news stories you got for us, man? Right, OK. This one's awful, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, when In the World Cup, when Argentina played Holland, there were yeah. three Argentinian football fans who they got into the match. Oh. No, <laughs> that was it. There's a few more. Yeah. But there was, in the World there was Cup soccer um, match, three yeah. in particular who wanted to go and see the game, so they pretended to be disabled so they'd get in. No. So they got wheelchairs and stuff, yeah. sat in the wheelchairs, wheeled themselves in, said, oh, we're disabled, we're disabled, can we go in and watch the game? So they was like, oh, yes, of course you are, go and watch it. <laughs> so, because, you know, they get, they get preferential treatment for yeah, stuff like Yeah, but they still need events. tickets, though. Yeah. You well, can't just I get agree, into places because you're disabled. But they didn't, they, they got special tickets. Someone said, oh, yeah, because you're disabled, you can have and go to the special disabled area and have these tickets, because there was obviously room for it, so it was OK. Right, right. But... Yeah. Then, when Argentina scored, they were jumping up and down. <laughs> they jumped monks. out of their wheelchairs and they were jumping around going, yeah, yeah. And then they got done. Oh, they got done. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love it. Anna is, of course, a qualified broadcast journalist, so she does know all the, all the technical logo. Damn right. When, you, when, you, when you've been arrested by the authorities, it's they got done and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> oh, what else have you got for us, man? Um, and the last one. And finally, finally, um, a student who could only read and write upside down, which is a bit bonkers in itself. She's been killed, apparently, by the colour orange. Dyslexia, isn't it? Oh, I thought it's a form of dyslexia. You you can only read upside down. But a lot of people who are dyslexic are incredibly good at programmes like Countdown and word association programmes on TV. They're usually super, super good at them. How can they be, though? Because that's not upside down, is it? Dyslexia doesn't mean you can... That's a form of dyslexia. There's another form of dyslexia. You're talking generally. Where you can see, like, a scrambled word and Mm. you can identify what the word is. I had a dyslexic um, maths teacher at university Mm. and... Unfortunately, she was numerically dyslexic, so she also gets... <laughs> She's a maths teacher. She got digits the wrong way around, and she was trying to teach us matrices, which are sort of grids of numbers, and oh, you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. mathematical uh, operations on them. And, and I look scared when we, you're talking about that. <laughs> we go through them, and she'd, she'd be calculating these matrices, yeah. but occasionally she'd get the numbers transposed, she'd get the wrong way around, yeah. but get to the end, and she'd go... Oh, no, that's not the right answer. She was French oh. as well. So you, you had a French oh. numerically dyslexic, dyslexic mass teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what worst combination could you have one, really? Could you know? speak English very well yeah. and actually was, wasn't very good at maths. Yeah, rubbish with numbers, yeah. <laughs> rubbish numbers. Perfect, you know. That's, that's the, uh, you know, that's the uh, British uh, school system for See, you, the thing is, it? I've actually thought we talked about Stephen Hawking before. Stephen Hawking, right, I think he'd be rubbish as a maths teacher. Why? Because he couldn't write on the board, could he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, you need... he, he can chop up with his head, though, wouldn't he? Wouldn't well, he just think it and appear on the ball. That is another great uh, invention that he could stick like a bit lump of chalk on his forehead, <laughs> and he could like bob his head upside down. Well, you used to be able to get things for you know for people who are um, disabled. You can get things that they came out of your forehead like that. So you could type on keys. They on keyboard. Used to, oh, come on, you used to bang, used to bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like they were either great for head banging. But the thing is, uh, that's all been phased out because mm-hmm. of the um, derogatory sort of movements made by people to, to cuss you, if you like. People yeah. go, mm, like that. Yeah, well, we can't Difficult sort of to do it on the podcast, I know, but imagine I'm sort with- of a cup movement on my, on my head going down from my forehead towards my I nose. I that meant something else. No, it, it's it, not to do with disabled people, is it? No, it doesn't mean anything to do with disabled people, but that has become... It's become. Right. When, you, when, you, when you stick... I don't know if our, if our, if our cousins in America actually have this, where mm. you sort of stick your hand from your head in a mm. cup-like movement yeah. to insinuate <laughs> somebody has maybe some, shall we say, genitalia sprouting from their forehead. That's yes. the that's, insinuation. That's what I yes. thought it meant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also, these, these things that they had on their foreheads... 
kind of look oh, like that. Okay. The, the, it did look like yeah, a giant. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't like that. No, exactly. So they've. I, I don't, wouldn't I don't get think they're around at all. If you were around anymore. If you were to say, well, what do they do to type now? You could use your tongue, couldn't you, technically? <laughs> you didn't mind licking the keyboard. I wouldn't lick, lick the keyboard. I've been using it, certainly. <laughs> Asking for trouble. <laughs> That's disgusting. Thank you very much, Bad and Joff, you sad freaks. That's all from this episode of the Daftcast. You can find the latest Daftcast online at daftcast.com, where you can email the team, download previous Daftcasts from the archives, and view the gallery if you dare. Until next time, I've been the world famous Derek Morgan, and the pleasure's been all yours. Mm-hmm.